Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Well, it's here. It's a trip report. It's myself and Scott, and we talk about our trip last week to Disneyland. We talk about how this trip came together for us. Uh, Flying into San Diego for Scott, flying into Long Beach for my family, and then what it was like arriving at Disneyland for the very first time for me. Man, it was emotional. Then we talk about times in both theme parks, Disneyland and DCA, some dining, some tips using Genie Plus, and just all the fun times we had. I think you're going to have a smile on your face as you listen to today's show. At least I hope so, because this was a really a life-changing trip for me. It really opened my eyes to a different kind of Disney experience that was just awesome. I had a great time, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget today's podcast brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast who make all this podcasting possible. Our patrons also get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us and get in on that, please come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2120 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Hope you had a tremendous week and you're wrapping up a very successful week and you're ready for a great weekend with friends and family and have something fun on the agenda. Myself, I'm taking advantage of my Father's Day gift for my family. We're going to a Cardinals game tomorrow. It's going to be the Cardinals and the Reds. Why the Reds? Because my family wanted to make sure that we saw a winner. Just kidding, Reds fans. (laughs) Easy. Cardinals haven't been playing that great either. So who knows? This could be like a 1-0 terrible game. I don't know, but it is mystery player jersey day. That's why we're going, because I have a 1-4 in chance of getting a Wainwright jersey. But that just means, because we have four tickets for, you know, the four of us. Paige might be in town. The one in four chance means I will not get a Wainwright jersey. That never happened because he's my favorite all-time player. So that's just how that always shakes out. We'll probably get four, I don't even know, like uh, Ted Simmons jerseys or something. That's how it's going to roll because that's one of the choices. But anyway, we're here not to talk Cardinal baseball. We're here to talk about, honestly, the most epic vacation. This was, and again, I, I got to give this this warning. My most current stay, my most current vacation is always my favorite. Like, if you ask me, what, what's your favorite resort? If I just got back from Coronado Springs, like, oh, God, Coronado is the greatest thing of all time. Uh, Pop Century, when I just get back from, I love Pop. Like, I am, that is just how my brain works. But I don't think it's that this time. I mean, I was, well, we'll talk about it. But joining me today, my co-conspirator on this trip, and he really made this trip a lot better for me with his experience and the friendship that we have is just a great time with our families together. Your friend and mine, Scotty G. What's up, Scott? 
Hey, Mike, I'm going to try to do my best Ricky here, all right? <clears throat> oh, Happy Friday! Oh, Lord. <laughs> she always, like, enunciates it so weird, so I wanted, to, I wanted to do that for Ricky since she couldn't make it today. Yes, happy Friday, Mike. Um, so excited to talk Disneyland. Um, yeah, you just hit it. Like, whenever you come back off a trip, whether it's, like, a cruise line or whatever, you're like, that's my favorite, you know? But, man, Disneyland is one of my most favorite places in the world, and I'm happy to talk about that and some other pieces of Southern California with you today. It's going to be a good Friday. So I wanted to – and we could have done without the Ricky intro, but we're, we're glad that Ricky will be back next week, and we'll get that again for the next, you know, seven years or whatever we have here. But, yeah, it was, we'll have that. So if you miss that, it'll be back soon. Okay, so here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Disneyland trip. We're going to get into all the stuff that we did as much as we can in the next 45 minutes or so. Uh, the funny thing is we did a lot together, but we also did a lot separately too. So we have kind of parallel vacations, but also separate vacations, which I think is going to make for an interesting trip. But people have been asking me constantly, constantly, like, what was your impression of Disneyland? And this was my first time out there. And the one thing I want to say off the top of the show is that I am 100% kicking myself at this point. I mean, I am absolutely kicking myself for not getting out to Disneyland sooner. It, I mean, I have been hearing for a good decade, Mike, you got to go to Disneyland. I mean, I'd heard that to the point at nauseum from people. And I just kind of blew it off because I said, Walt Disney World is amazing. Like, it's got four theme parks. It's got 22 hotels. It's got water parks. It's got, you know, Disney Springs. It's got monorails and Skyliners and all. The, and I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like Walt Disney World. I love Walt Disney World. Can't wait to get back in November for Wine and Dine. But again, it's one of those things until you experience something. I had this impression that Disneyland was going to be, very, I hate to say this. This was what I was thinking. This was in the back of my mind that when I got to Disneyland, I was going to be disappointed because Disneyland is on like a, like a main urban street that it was going to feel somewhat less of a resort. It was going to feel somewhat less of a theme park. I know the history was out there, but I thought that I would be over that quickly and I'd be like, eh. You know, I, I, I can't deal with like a Disney and then an IHOP being that close, you know, that that I can see the real world when I'm on the monorail. I can't I, I, I my brain couldn't meld those two because I've only been to Walt Disney World where you're isolated. You are truly in a bubble down there. That did not happen. Now, we did just to preface this. We stayed once we got there at the Disneyland Hotel for seven nights. So we pretty much stayed in the Disneyland bubble Except for one day, we drove to L.A., we drove to the beach, we drove to Rodeo Drive. Mallory wanted to see that. That was not me. And we went to a Dodgers game, which was awesome. So we did go outside the bubble for one day with a rental car. But let's kind of take – so I was blown away. I fell in love with the place. I almost cried when we left. I mean, we'll get into some of the more feelings with that. But initially, I just want you to know, I love – I mean, with all caps, Disneyland. I absolutely love Disneyland. It's amazing. I mean, and again, the one thing I kept saying was, how did I not run a race out here? For one thing, the weather is perfect. Like, it was like I've run in dreadful conditions in Florida. Like, the whole time we were out there, it was gorgeous. Like, why? how did I never run it? And I know it was always perfect it out there. It does get so, hot there, I know, I know, I've been there I know it gets windy. Trips, there, was, there, was yeah. that, there was that one time where the winds were blowing like 90 miles an hour, signs were blowing. I heard about all those stories. But I, if they ever bring the races back, and it, I know it would be a lottery to get into those races at this point if they ever bring them back, but I am one of those people that's going to put their name in the hat no matter what at what cost. I'm going to try to run a race out there. Anyway, 
So let's talk about the logistics of our trip for people that want to kind of because I've been hearing this from so many of our listeners, like, oh, they're in the same boat I was. I've gone to Walt Disney World 17 times, and I've always thought about Disneyland, but I've never really given it, you know, 100% effort. I've never gone to Disneyland. Now I'm on the other side of that, and I'm like, oh, i got to kind of alternate now. I'm going to go to World Land, World Land, I think at this point. Maybe, you know, World, like, two to one, probably, but I will make sure I go back to Disneyland at least every other year, something like that at least. But... Okay, so you flew, so we, we did different arrivals. You got there first, and you, instead of going into Anaheim, like something like LAX or, you know, something like that, you flew into San Diego. So give us your rationale and how your trip started. Yeah, so I just, like, to venture out from Michigan to California, you know, like, granted, I could just do all of Disneyland, but if I'm going to travel that far, I like to throw in a couple extra things, you know, along the way. So that's why my family likes to visit San Diego. I think it's one of the most gorgeous cities in the world that I've ever been to. I mean, I've been to many places, but let's be real. But like, I love San Diego. I love their zoo. I love all the beaches, just that whole vibe, little Italy and everything. So we like to go to San Diego. But what's funny, Mike, we've never flown to San Diego. We've kind of like have made like Anaheim normally like our base and we would drive down to San Diego, then, then come back up for the rest of our trip. But this time we actually flew to San Diego. And I love that airport. You want to talk about a cool airport, Mike? It's like right, like in the right in the city, basically. Like wherever you're at, like you're like it feels like you can almost like touch a plane as it's like coming in for a landing. Like it's so awesome. And then, like, it, like the car rental place is like so open air. You know, you can just like see like the the bay and the ocean from the distance, and it is just a very gorgeous airport. It's really easy to maneuver. We had to do a shuttle to get to the rental car, which. I think you see a lot in um, in California, especially like LAX. You'll I know you'll talk about Long Beach. I think your experience was a little bit different with getting the car than mine, but but yeah, we just love that whole area and we we like the zoo. And we just yeah, we just spent a couple of days just kind of chilling in San Diego. We stayed at a Lowe's hotel on um, those that are familiar with Universal and Disney might recognize that name. Uh, we stayed at the Lowe's hotel on Coronado Island, which is right there by San Diego. Gorgeous, gorgeous hotel, gorgeous area. If you're trying to do some add-ons to your Disneyland trip, like like my family likes to do. If you're going to be out there for like a week and you know and you want to do four days at Disneyland, just sprinkle in some other things. I can't recommend San Diego enough. Just a gorgeous area. So that was cool. You were out there like 24 hours before I was, like sending all these pictures of the beach. And I mean, you know, San yeah. Diego just looked gorgeous. I'm like, you're killing me. You got out there before me. You know, it's one of those things I just couldn't wait to get and, there. And all the dining, there's like so many cool restaurants. You know, there's like their old town district, which has like, it's kind of like their Mexican food area, you know, like all this like great culture in there. Um, the little Italy, which I've been to before on this trip before we went back again, spent a lot of time there. One day they had a cool farmer's market that was going on. We kind of felt like a local, like shopping at the farmer's market. It's just, and the beaches, right? There's so many beaches and they're known for like that spectacular zoo, which you can spend multiple days at the zoo. Then they have like, a, like, like another safari park that my family's never even done. I mean, you could spend a week just in San Diego, really. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was just so awesome. And I know you're talking about your your venture to outside of disneyland but we you did yours kind of like in the middle of the trip we started with ours by going to san diego first and real quick i want to send some shout outs with the, to william and, and jessica up in uh, oregon who gave countless uh tips that made my trip better uh helped me out jonathan ramirez he originally from la gave me some tips for our trip into the big city there and i mean la is a big city it's huge we saw it from the griffith observatory on that day 
we were looking out there. I mean, that is a huge metropolitan area. So it was just I, countless other people that I, you know, I, I, I wish I could thank everybody here on the show. It'd be a super long show if I did. But thanks to everybody who sent the tips via email, via Twitter, via Instagram. They were all noted. I made a huge uh, note in my iPad that it was on my iPhone and that I was always referring to throughout the trip. Like, I can't miss this. Got to do that. And I was just kind of marking things off. So I really, really appreciate everybody kind of jumping in and helping make this trip super special for me. But kind of on the, the beginning of the trip for me, we flew into Long Beach Airport. I picked it again. When I got excited about this, you know, booking this Disneyland trip, I booked it on April 1st. No joke. I did. And so I booked it and then I went to Pam Forrester and I said, I don't even know where to fly in. Like, where do I fly in? She goes, look at three airports. She said, look at LAX, look at John Wayne and look at Long Beach. And so I always fly Southwest out of St. Louis. I looked at those three and going into Long and I didn't know anything. I just knew LAX was a big airport because I'd heard it. You know, you hear about that in the media. My dad always flies into there for the Rams. Um, I kind of wanted to fly in there for the experience of it. My dad still says I need to fly to LAX once just to see it all. You know, the architect. I've seen the architecture of it, and I'd like to see that in person. We did drive past it, though, um, when we were out and about. But the thing is, Long Beach, it is like going back in time. It is crazy. So it's a teeny tiny airport, but big airplanes can still land there. We were on, a, obviously, Southwest 737, and we had to fly to Denver. We So this is my, also my first time ever connecting we, we were in the Denver airport 10 minutes. We had enough time to get off the plane because we were delayed out of St. Louis. We had enough time to get off the plane, run to the restroom, and they were already lining up to get on the second leg of the plane into, into uh, Long Beach. And I found a little stand that was had pre-packaged uh, turkey sandwiches. I bought two of those, just told them to throw them in the bag, and boom, we were getting on the plane. It was awesome. It felt like an amazing race. I loved it. So anyway, we get into Long Beach. Did you really love it, though? I kind of did, because I've kind of always wanted to be on Amazing Race. And that was kind of, I mean, once I was sitting down on the plane, I knew I hadn't missed it, because I wouldn't care if I missed it coming home. Who cares? But going to Disneyland, I really cared, because I don't want to miss a minute of this trip. Anyway, so we got, you know, we got to see, the, the thing is, like, I've never flown west. Like, the, the different terrain. People, I don't know, if you do this often, you probably take this for granted. But seeing things like the desert. Uh, we flew over Zion National Park in Utah, I believe. I mean, you can see that red and the rocks down there and that little portion of the state. And you see the mountains. And, you know, as you're coming into California, the, how the terrain changes in the ocean. It was just, I mean, our country is beautiful. And I think sometimes we don't think about that. So that was a part of the trip for me, too. But then landing in Long Beach, I mean, I knew this because people had told me this. But, I mean, they for real, you don't get a jetway at, at Long Beach like Two dudes like rolled out a st st some steps, jammed them up against the plane, and you walk out on some stairs right onto the tarmac. You could take selfies with the plane. I did both times because why not? And then you go get your bags. It's open air where you get your bags at the airport. It's like the luggage carousels outside. And then you literally walk about 100 feet across the way into like a trailer where all the car rental places are. And you pick up your car. No shuttle. I mean, it's 100 feet across the street and you get your car and you're out of there. And it was only 26 minutes to Disneyland Resort, which is about a little bit. It's a little bit further than our house to, to our airport here in St. Louis. But I mean, not bad at all. No traffic either way. Getting there, going home, going home. We only had 12 people in front of us for TSA. So I, if you're thinking about going into uh, flying into, you know, to Disneyland, Long Beach is an option. I loved it. It gives you that kind of old timey feel. So lots of options. But Long Beach don't don't you know poo poo that <laughs> it was cool it was it was definitely different than any airport i've and i've been to a lot of airports let me give you that but it was it was fun so let's let's hit the disneyland resort hotel stay 
God, I love this hotel. I mean, it's a, it's a deluxe hotel. It's nice. So give give your thoughts. Review the Disneyland Hotel from your perspective. So it just it's it just has everything that you would want for as a Disney fan. It's like the Disney fan hotel is kind of how I look at it. You're like, there's artwork everywhere of Walt. You like you walk in, they have this cool. Did you see the interactive map? Because I didn't walk. I never actually explored the lobby with you because you were in a different building than me like so for instance so yeah i'll talk about that there's three main lobbies right there's three towers there's the fantasy tower adventure tower and frontier tower you were in frontier if i, I recall right yep. mike yep yep and i was in the main fantasy tower so it's kind of funny we like our families had like a little meeting spot that we always met outside but we were like never really in our each other's tower but uh in the main tower the fantasy tower you got this great interactive map as you walk in there's artwork everywhere of like Walt and like some some historic photos that you know like where he's like standing on main street looking down at like a like a cast member like working on the railroad track or, or like the the track that goes up main street like that's an iconic photo you see that it's just so many cool things but um but the room so in the fantasy land suite there's like artwork of you know fantasy land attractions like we had a piece of the teacups like in our restroom but just like the size of the room is so it's so much larger than like what you would think even like at a deluxe at Walt Disney World I feel like it felt roomier to me um it had all the great amenities it had a our, we had um we didn't do like the standard view we did like the middle one there's like a standard there's like a deluxe view and then there's something in the middle I think that's what we did but we had a cool view of the pool that we could look down on but um but I know you're going to talk when you talk about your room specifically but there's the headboard and do you yes. want to talk about the the magical headboard the wish good night yeah, so that's one of those things. And if you ever stayed in a, in a royal guest room at Riverside, you have the the, the like uh, fiber optic lights in the headboard, and but you have this all the way across the the length of the room that spans from both to both beds. And uh, so we were there for seven nights, and you know Mallory's fourteen, but every night before we went to sleep, she said, "You got to play the song." And so you flip the switch in the in the, the table there in the middle of the two beds, and it plays "A Dream Is a Wish Your Heart Makes." The lights light up and twinkle, and you can actually leave the light. I don't know if this is, I mean, this is how it was in our room. The lights stay on all night. Like, we kept yep. them on the whole night. I mean, I wasn't paying the bill. You know, like, I, I didn't care for burning electricity. I, you yep. know, I was paying it. So we left them on the whole the night. The cast members do it, too. So I, I would always turn it off, like, before we leave. We did know, that. Yeah, room. we I left them on all night. I would kind of start the day with it and end the day with it. But then um, I'd come back you know, for a midday break and it would be back on. So I think, I think even the cast members like hitting that button even while they're cleaning the rooms and they, and they listen to it, then they forget to turn it off. At least ours was but. right. And so it was just, I mean, it was just a nice room. We, we had a standard view room, but we could look out of our room and see into radiator Springs over at DCA, which was cool. I, at first I was so excited. The first time I was like, I see mountains it's galaxy's edge, but it wasn't, it was radiator Springs. We could see the, uh, um, the of uh, uh, Guardians ride, the old tower. So, oh, yeah. it, you know, it, of course, we're looking out over parking lots. So we had standard view because of the, the raid I booked. But if you looked out to the side, you could see that it was just. And of course, again, I think a lot of people take this for granted. But, you know, if you look beyond the parking lot, you can see mountains like you can see mountains on the horizon, which right. to us, like it blew us away the entire time. The seven nights we kept looking out there like oh, there's mountains out there on the, on the horizon. Uh, me, too. I, I just love seeing mountains. <laughs> So I talked about like in the Fantasyland Tower, how it's like themed. You see like Fantasyland attraction artwork, things like that. In the restrooms, there was like this fantasy 
land like e-ticket like wallpaper like you saw similar stuff in frontier tower as well right that was focused on frontier land right right i mean the, in the lobby there was a huge uh, mock-up of uh big thunder uh, mountain uh you know the ride and basically frontier land as a whole and the thing about i was lucky because the frontier tower is where the fitness center is so that was kind of nice for me just dumb luck that it was down the bottom of that tower so i could just go down to the treadmill every morning so that worked out well for me um, but yeah, it was just, it was great. And of course at this hotel, you have some nice shopping. Uh, they had two, they have kind of a little sundry store right there in the main, uh, lobby. And then they have a Fantasia store, I believe it's called kind of the bigger gift shop, which is where we got these stylish shirts, uh, that you see here on the video. Uh, but also of course at this, it's kind of the iconic things of where you want to stay at the Disneyland hotel. Besides you can walk to the parks and stuff like that. The pool was very nice. You spent more time at the pool than I did. We had a good day there. Mallory was at the pool a lot, but it has that iconic monorail slide. We did that together. We got some video on Instagram. Again, hashtag BOGP at DL. You can see all the pictures, all the videos, all the reels. We have a lot of stuff up there. But, I mean, what were your thoughts of as far as, like, the pool and stuff like that? The pool is great. Um, so there's, like, two pools. There's the e-ticket pool, which is kind of the bigger one. And what's awesome, like, it has, like, like, you know, where you see like the pool tile, like on the edge, it has a like, e-tickets on it, which like, that's just an awesome, like Disney, yes. like detail touch that I love. Cause then when you transfer over to the D ticket, it shows D tickets in the pool. Um, so very cool. Um, and then there's like a smaller, like splash area. You have the slide, you had like the big red monorail slide that you talked about that you, me and Mallory did together. I did it a couple other times as well. Then, then there's like a medium sized slide, you know, if, you know, if you got a young youngster that or maybe like a, a spouse or a partner that's just too, too afraid mm-hmm. of the bigger one, there's like a medium slide. Uh, that's the yellow one. Then they have like a kitty slide, too. Um, so great features there. Um, you know, you can do the bar and food service there, too. So every time I would lounge out because I would go in and out of the pool, you know, we'd say for a couple of hours, you can order off, you know, like a cocktail menu and they just come out and serve it to you. Just charge it to your room. Super easy. You can get food, too. So like the like the Trader Sam's, like long beans are really popular, right? Those fried, like, like green beans. So we order some of those or some chicken tenders sometimes. Like it's just, it's just so magical. Like you're, you're in this great pool. There's palm trees everywhere. There's a good amount of shade. Um, you're being served, but the problem is Mike, and we talked about this a little bit. There's just not enough long right. <laughs> lounge chairs. Right. Like everyone chairs. is at that pool. <laughs> I feel like in the prime of day. Yeah, that pool's um, packed, and they're building a DVC tower right now there, and so they're going to have to address that once that tower comes online. Because I mean, you're going to, you're, I mean, I'm guessing the capacity will go up by 25 percent because it's it'll be a fourth tower, yep. and so they're going to have to exactly. do something about that. Yeah, they have to do something about that. I yeah, I thought about that too. There was one day where I just floated in the pool for like a half hour, just like looking around, and I was looking at the tower, just thinking, and just in ultimate relaxation mode. And I started thinking about like they have to add another pool here and more chairs because it's, it's, it's going to get nasty there. I thought about actually before our trip um, booking a, like a cabana um, cause that was an option. And I kind of wish I would have um, looking back at it now because of the chair situation, but those cabanas were packed every day. Like they looked so comfortable. Like you, like you would see at Walt Disney world resorts too, but just a fantastic pool area. And just a quick note too, about the Disneyland hotel, you talked about the fitness center, you know, how it was in your building. Um, that's a great option running around like other resorts at Walt Disney World, you know, you can find like a good path, right. Where you can run outside like a pop century yacht and beach and all those areas. There's not really a good area to run at the Disneyland hotel, like on the main property. 
Um, but I went off property a little bit every day and it, it wasn't that challenging. You just kind of go through the parking lot, then you kind of get on a main road and you run by, you know, the Grand California and Paradise Pier. You kind of get kind of get on Catella Drive. So there is a good route that you could run if you want to leave the property, if you don't want to run on a treadmill as well. You just can't do it really on site. Yeah, I just didn't know where I was going. So, it was, you know, and I, was I know, I know. Oh, yeah, so that's one of those things like I was running at like 445 in the morning before it was light. And I was like, I don't know where <laughs> right. when I don't know where I'm going. I just get on a treadmill because I was like, I don't want to get hit by a car and I don't want to get lost. Yeah. So that was good. I was, was the fitness center, though. It was, it was I mean, it was basic. I mean, it wasn't anything. It was just like it was the same treadmills I have at Yacht Club because I ran on the same treadmills when I was down for the um uh, cosmic uh, rewind event. <laughs> I know because it's got. I mean, the cool treadmills because they have like the in-room TV like built in right there, so you can nice. watch it if you want. Um, so real quick, so you got Trader Sam's there. You took advantage of Trader Sam's. I took advantage of Tangaroa Terrace. Had a nice breakfast burrito there. Rocking. They have good options there. Um, also, you have Goofy's Kitchen, which you guys did as well. So I, I want to get into the parks and stuff, but I mean, real quick thoughts on the because you know. I mean, the breakfast burrito, really, overall, this this main area of Disneyland Hotel, like the center part of it, has a very Polynesian resort feel to it. I mean, it's like staying very much feel of the poly there with the Tiki Torches and the Trader Sam's and Tangaroa Terrace and all that stuff. But real quick about the dining yeah. and, and drinking. I know. I know I could go so long time talking just about the Disneyland Hotel. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, there's some great options. And it does feel very Polynesian. Like even like the background loops is kind mm -hmm. of like a Polynesian. But um, yeah, Trader Sam's, you got the OG Trader Sam's. It's so hard to get in there. Um, nice thing is, though, you can book a reservation on like the one in Florida, but uh, there's like six tables, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then like some bar stools, like it's so hard to get in there. Fortunately, I was able to get in. You know, I, I brought home a couple new tiki mugs, which is nice. Um, you do have Goofy's Kitchen, which is a good option, you know, to do. Actually, they do all three meals. They do a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I did breakfast and it was like a madhouse, you know, like you had... You had mac and cheese with scrambled eggs mixed inside. You know, it was just like Goofy really took over the menu, um, hence Goofy's Kitchen. Um, so that, that was pretty fun. The signature restaurant is missing, though. Um, so Steakhouse 55, which I know a lot of Walt Disney World fans are familiar with Steakhouse 71, kind of very similar vibe. Um, it's just closed right now. And that was where I had my first ever like meal at Disneyland on our first trip. We stayed at the Disneyland hotel, you know, it was Elizabeth's 30th birthday. We went and had a nice meal at steakhouse 55, just some really great memories there. And it kind of bummed me because it's such an iconic spot. You know, Walt was there, you know, I would, I would love for them to reopen that. I don't know what their future plans are, but hopefully in the future, they'll reopen that as another option as well. All right. So I will say we got there, you know, I was there for the theme parks. I was there for the Disneyland park specifically, you know, the history of it. This is where it all started. This is what Walt built and I wanted to be there. And so the first, you know, we got there the first day. Scott's family was not coming up until the second day. And again, we talked about this on the live call-in show. This is what a good friend does. This was very kind of Scott. He's like, I want you to have that first day with just your family. I want you to have that experience, just you and your girls. Just explore the park, you know, I'll catch up with you the second day, then we'll vacation together and have that time. That was very cool because the first night we were there, you know, we didn't have, you can only get a five-day ticket. So we had to, you know, we were there for seven nights. So we didn't have one the first day. So we went to, to downtown Disney and kind of walked around and went through World of Disney. And, you know, we went into some of the, like, there's like a surf store. There's, you know, there's a Marceline, kind of like a confectionery. Got a Mickey, I forgot what I got there or something. Got a cake pop or something. So many snacks. I can't remember at this point. But, you know, so the thing was, though, I told the girls, because like, they were tired. Like, we'd traveled all day. But I was like, we got to walk up to Disneyland. Like, we were, you know, we got to walk up to the gates. And I have a great picture, which I have not posted on social media, but I will today. 
that I, I did not take. Mallory took it and then she gave it to me because I walked literally up to the gates of Disneyland. Didn't have a ticket for this day, but I have my face pushed against the bars. And I mean, there were almost tears coming out of my eyes, like just because that moment had happened finally. I'm 48 years old and I was, you know, face to the bars looking through and the train was at the train station and I saw that Mickey head that I'd seen in so many pictures that looks different than Walt Disney World. And I mean, this is the place where Walt was, you know, this is the original and I had made it, you know, finally. I mean, I don't know if you had that first impression when you got there, Scott, your first time, but I mean, I knew I was going there the next day. I knew I was going there tomorrow, but it was just special to be up to that gate and like, oh my gosh, I'm not watching this on a TV show or some kind of a YouTube video. Like, I, you know, I couldn't touch it, but I could almost like I could put my hand through the gate, you know, the iron gate. Right. Like I was, I was there. It was, it was a very cool moment. I, I appreciated it. Yeah. It's a very cool moment. You sent me that photo and like, I almost cried just looking at the photo. You kind of send it like in a joking form, like, like, like just let me in. Yeah, but seriously. like, when you think about like the story and like the build up to that very moment, it's very special. And I'm kind of glad you walked down there. And I'm also glad you went to Disneyland Park first. I will say every time, this is the first time I've ever been to Disneyland where I went to Disneyland Park first. I've always gone to DCA first. And the reason being is because, uh, the extra magic day they used to do this like where the if you're staying on site you can get into the parks a little early and they would alternate days and our first day was always dca that could go into the park early so that's well i'm gonna go into the park early i'm up early so but yeah that was a very cool moment and then the next day you finally do get to go to disneyland right right we do and first thing we did of course as soon as we got there, and one thing i will say that i really enjoyed there's so many like minor things that we'll talk about obviously we can't do this in 50 minutes but I loved how the touch points, like the, the entrance plaza was small, like it was shorter, like the, they were, it wasn't as, as massive as Walt Disney World. You know, it just seemed, it just seemed like more, again, I, I talked about this on the Sunday Night Live call show, which you might've heard yesterday. It was just comfortable. Like it felt, it felt this very comforting. Just, it, it just felt like you're walking through these gates almost as like you were going through almost like a fair instead of a big internationally known theme park it just felt smaller and i like that feel but first thing i did was you know i was taking a million pictures and you know as soon as we got through the touch points before we even went onto the train station we we're taking all these selfies in front of the train station and then i had to take a picture of the plaque you know the the famous plaque you know here you leave today and enter the world of yesteryear tomorrow and fantasy i you know i was like oh my god that's the real one i got a picture of that and then the first thing of course that i had to do was take it you know go over directly to the train station and see the train station, you know, with the, with the lamp and everything, get my picture there. That was that was really emotional for me. But then, of course, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm here before the park opens. We were like one of the first ones there, and so you know, we it, you're right though, coming from a different time zone, huge hack for your first day because you're up early, uh, and it's that hard. Um, but you know, I had to decide like, what do we want to do first? You know, and everybody gave me all this advice. I had like 7,000 pieces of advice of what to do first and when and all this, dude, I forgot it all at this point. I was in the park and I was like going down main street and I'm like, oh my God, like main street feels like similar, but it feels different. And I like the feel of Disneyland's main street. Cause it felt more open. It felt more green. Um, everything was like shorter and right. smaller, but, and I said this again, and we're not going to try to hit everything from Sunday night show, but it, it felt like a combination of the magic kingdom and silver dollar city. It felt homey, but it felt very like detailed. I mean, the details in main street were incredible. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about main street at Disney? I just, 
like I just love the font. I mean, I fell in love with like the fonts. I fell in love yes. with like how yeah, the, like the lights, lights are. The lights, the lights exactly. Are the lights yes. are awesome. Like I fell in love like with the all the arcade lights. Yes, and, yeah. I loved all the awnings. I mean, everything like that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Main Street's awesome. So anyway, first attraction that I did at Disneyland, Mr. Toad. Then here's the funny thing. So of course, like they're holding everybody at the hub, right by by the partner statue. And they make the announcement, you know, if everybody comes here, basically don't run and kill anybody. We're turning you loose. But I mean, you hear the announcement like, oh, I'm out here. Like they're letting us go. So everybody goes there. Some people go towards Frontierland and Adventureland. Some people go right towards Tomorrowland. We're, I'm like, dude, we're storming the castle because I've seen that video so many times. So whew, through the castle, past the carousel, and I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, I don't even know. I couldn't find Mr. Toad. And I, I loved that moment because... I can't have that at Walt Disney World anymore. I just know where everything is because I've been there so many times. There's not a park where I don't know where everything is at this point. And so I love that moment where I turn to Pam and I'm like, I, I want to do Mr. Toad, but I can't find it. I can't find it. Like, is it is it over here? <laughs> like, I saw like, okay, there's Snow White. Oh, there's Pinocchio. There's the carousel. There's Peter Pan. Where's Mr. Toad? I know it's in Fantasyland. And like, I want to do Alice. I don't see Alice either. Like, where's everything? And I'm looking and I see like the storybook boats over there. Like, I want to do those, but I want to do this. Like, I was panicked, but it was a good, like crazy. It was like a kid in a candy store panic. Like, I just couldn't decide. My brain was like, ah, this is so awesome. But then I found Toad, went on it, and it was just incredible. The day rolled from there. But, oh, my gosh. Like, it was having that moment for like that first hour in Fantasyland at Disneyland. I mean, it was mind-blowing. Like, I still, like, you can't wipe the yeah. smile off my face. It was that fun. That's so awesome. Um, their their fantasy land just blows my mind every time. Like I love how yeah, I like how it's symmetrical too. Kind of like when you walk in, you got the the carousel like smack in the middle, you know, lined up with the castle. Then you got Snow White and Pinocchio on the left, and you got Peter Pan and Toad on the right, and then it just expands on even further deeper with Dumbo and Alice and everything else. Like that, I mean, I say like Cars Land. We, we'll talk about DCA too. Like Cars Land is probably like my favorite like land there is in a D Disney park that I've been to. But like, there's something to say about that original Fancy Land is so good at Disneyland. And the thing I noticed too about that, you know, that morning was that for like the first hour almost in Fantasy Land, the lines did not build as quickly as they do at World. Like if you turn around at World, like 15 minutes later, everything in Fantasy Land is like a 30 minute wait. And I mean, we walked on Snow White, we walked on Pinocchio, we walked on uh, Toad. And the thing was, you know, then we moved on, but the lines don't build as quickly. Now we had Genie Plus for, for everybody wondering, we had Genie Plus for all five days of our tickets. We didn't actually start using Genie Plus until about 10 o'clock because we did not need to. Because the thing is, with Genie Plus that's different at World is that you can start making your first Genie Plus selection once you tap into the park at Disneyland or DCA. But we didn't need to because the times were the exact same times that we were having. And we wanted to wait until the times built out a little bit. We wanted to wait till the times got to like 10 or 10.15 or 10.30. So we weren't really booking things immediately. We were monitoring it. Not a whole lot, though, the first hour. The first hour, we were just having fun. The first maybe 90 minutes. But we just kind of went around Fantasyland and just did whatever we wanted. Like, we didn't wait for anything. And then, you know, as soon as, of course, we hadn't had breakfast yet. So we went and got a cinnamon roll and like a breakfast sandwich at Jolly Holly Bakery, which I loved. Um, and just kind of, you know, watch people go down Main Street and come in. And the thing that we noticed, too, and we kept saying this, that was a little bit different than Walt Disney World. And I don't know why, but it felt like people that we saw for the entire duration of the stay in the theme parks. 
people out there were just really chill. Like it, Walt Disney World at park opening, you see people like breakneck going down Main Street. I mean, it's like a run Disney <laughs> race. And I'm guilty of this. I'm one of the people. It means like at, at Disneyland, it was just like just right. chilling. I'll get there when I get there. Like, I mean, for the most part, like you didn't see anybody that was in a hurry. And I'm like, what is going? We talked about it. Maybe it's because the weather's perfect. You know, like, and it was. I mean, it was. It was, you know, it was like t-shirts and shorts in the day, and then sweatshirts and shorts in the night. It was perfect. But I, I did you feel that, Scott? I mean, it felt like everybody's just kind of more chill. Everybody's just every chill. I like the way you say that word. Yeah, everyone's so chill. No one's in a hurry to get anywhere. You know, like I'll get there when I get there. You know, like. Or even if like it's a longer line, like no one is like, you don't see like anyone like looking at their no. watch, like getting all antsy in line, you know, like, like we did Autopia on the 4th of July, I think at night before the fireworks. And it was like a 40 minute wait. It took a while, but you know what? Everyone in there was like, everyone was having a good time in that line. Like no one was like, in, like complaining about, Oh my God, this line is so long. Even though that was like the longest line I'd seen all day. Like everyone is just like, in good spirits at Disneyland. And you don't see that at world because people are just like, they're on edge. Like I got to get X, X, Y, and Z done so fast. And like, there's no, there's no rush at Disneyland. Everyone's just enjoying the moment. And that's one thing I love. I love like the guest. I love cast interaction, but like guest interaction at Disneyland is awesome too. Cause everyone is so chill. As you said. Yeah. Everybody's kind of, you know, it's very communal. Like people are talking to each other in lines, you know, and it, it, I, I really like, I mean, I get that at Walt Disney world too, but it felt like people, you, you really do, you get it at world, but like, yeah. You see more intensity, I feel like, in Walt Disney World. Like, I got to get these 10 attractions done or else my trip is a flop. Where at Disneyland, like, uh, if I just walk around and do two or three things, it was, it was a good day. Right. Know? And that's more my speed. So and some, I know it's yours, too. Yeah, exactly. And some of the – so the highlights, though, for me were the kind of – overall were the Fantasyland attractions. Like, if you want to ask me what I enjoyed the most, it was the Fantasyland stuff. It was – uh, Snow White's uh, Enchanted Tale, the, I guess that's what they renamed it, um, the Pinocchio ride, the Alice ride, Mr. Toad. I know I'm getting older, you know, like it's not the thrill attractions as much anymore. I did enjoy really Incredicoaster, did it three times over at DCA. We'll talk about that in a minute. I really, really, that's a great coaster because it's got just enough thrill. It's got, you know, it's got one loop, it doesn't have to turn you upside down 18 times to where you're sick. You know, but it's got speed. It's got a great long. I mean, it's, it's really got it all. It's a great, great coaster. It's a great just intensity level, I think. Beautiful views. You're looking at mountains when you go over to the, the big left, uh, right turn there on the one end of the track. Uh, really enjoy that. But I mean, it's in whole, like just being, and Scott really pointed this out, and I noticed this too once he said that. The use of the land in the Disneyland Park, here's one thing I thought going in. I thought Disneyland Park was going to feel small. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, tiny, you know, because it's like, everybody says Disneyland's small, so just, you know, temper your expectations here. That park felt huge to me. Like, it felt like there was so much going on, and there was. We didn't even go into Galaxy's Edge the entire stay. We never set foot in Galaxy's Edge in seven or five days in the parks. And, you know, we had park hoppers, so we were going back and forth because we felt no need. There was so much other stuff to do. And, I mean, I don't know, Scott, do you feel the same? Like, Disneyland Park, I know, is not, like, footprint huge, but it felt just, there was so much happening. Like, there's always, like, the, the way they weave the attractions in and out, and even some attractions, like you pointed out, like, Alice is on top of Toad, and I'm like, I didn't know yeah. that, but it, it's so and, interesting. It's just smart in how the Casey Jr. track kind of goes over Storybook, you know? Like, the use of the the, the footprint is well done. Um, how they do New Orleans Square, how Pirates kind of goes, like, under, like, a walking bridge, you know, like, they use their square footage so smart in Disneyland, but yeah, 
it wears you out though. <laughs> like as you know, you think it's small, but like there's so much walking. And um, when you think about walking back from like the resort and stuff, because you don't really drive there. Like once you're there, it's such a walkable park, such a walkable area. You end up doing a lot of walking. And to your point, we never touched Galaxy's Edge. We never touched Toon Down because they're refurbing that for Mickey. They're making way for Mickey and Minnie's. Um, so there's two huge lands, Mike, that we didn't even like step foot in, and we still were getting like, like well, you and I run in the morning, but like our families were getting twenty thousand steps every single day. Yeah, I mean, we walk crazy. out that because Lisa's asking in the live chat, "Did your feet get tired, dude? My feet are still not recovered. I mean, my, <laughs> no kidding, my left knee is, and I twisted it on Goofy Sky School. My foot got stuck, and like. You get on, and I shouldn't have ridden this dumb ride. Mallory wanted to ride it. It's like a little kitty coaster over at DCA, kind of like a little wild mouse thing. And But she wanted to ride it, and I'm like, we're riding everything. So we did it. My foot is, I had these big Nikes on. My foot gets wedged in, like, this middle section. And I can't get my foot out because it's, like, stuck. Because it's just, like, it's wedged in there. And I think I tweak my knee trying to get out because it's, like, the, the platform, the, the car is moving as you're getting in and out of the vehicle. Like, it's kind of like... um like Haunted Mansion, where you're, you're moving as you're getting on and off the vehicle. And so I'm like jerking on my foot, trying to get it out. And it's a crammed little car. And it's a stupid little roller coaster that I bang my knee on later on the ride itself. It was a, it was an abusive ride. I'm going to report this ride. I'm going to call the police on this ride. But I mean, <laughs> so my knee is really messed up and my feet are just tore up because we did. I mean, the one night we walked out of Disneyland, I looked at my watch because I ran 10 miles in the morning. I was like, I've just passed 20 miles. Like it was crazy. So everybody was walking right. 10 miles because we'd all walk together. So at least 10 miles. Yeah. That's insane. But, but yeah, and it's and the attractions are well placed too. Like, you know, you get off you get off pirates and boom, you're right at mansion. You get off mansion, boom, you're at Splash Mountain. Like there's not a whole lot of walking necessary between attractions, but there's a lot of walking to get from Tomorrowland over to and you yeah. find yourself doing that all the time. Like I'm gonna bounce from Tomorrowland to Adventureland back and forth like three or four times. Um, because you're just having fun and you just wanna like just explore everything. So you do find yourself doing a lot of walking. I feel like a Disneyland tired is like more tired than a Walt Disney World tired. If you're going hard in the attractions, but like kind of near the end of the trip too, Mike, I mean, I know we're kind of, we're bouncing all over a little bit. I know we're not trying to, but like you do end up chilling out a little bit more, right? You know, like you go hard the first couple of days because you want to do all the attractions, but near the end of the trip, um, we, we didn't really need Genie Plus, you know, we used it still, but like we had done everything. So we we're trying to take our time and soak in more of the environment, which is like what Disneyland's all about to me. Yeah, but Genie Plus was, I mean, it was definitely worth it. We both said, you know, we were using it all the time to have something coming up, something coming up. We just, you know, as soon as we touch the point, you know, what you do is you take your phone and you scan in on the scanner and that gets you into the Genie Plus line. But then what we did was while we were going through that line, we would see what was available and we kind of all vote on it. Like, okay, here's the three options, you know, here's the times, what do we want to do next? And then we just pick. And so we'd always have something there kind of brewing as we were, right. you know, riding the next thing. And it worked out great. You're, you're, Elizabeth kind of took care of that for us. And we appreciated that. Yeah. She's uh, she, she likes to take the the point on that. She wants us to always have something to look forward to, to be doing. She likes to have a plan. So, so we didn't have any dead was, uh, time. Yeah. While we're standing yeah. in line, basically we're virtually standing in line for another attraction. So it was very, very nice. Exactly. There. Okay. So again, it's already 40 minutes into the show. So we're going to be talking about this again, just like Pam, you know, with the, with the wish over the next, you know, several weeks as we, you know, go through all these things. If you have questions again, this is a good time for the list of question shows, but DCA, and I'll be honest about this. I thought this park would be kind of an afterthought, but I really did like DCA great attractions, great dining in this park. I mean, and I know back in its original form was not what it is today, but this park is gorgeous. I mean, 
it's it's gorgeous. I mean, it is great. I mean, it's fun to try. I mean, we did Soren, which is exactly like Epcot, but other than that, you know, fun stuff. The 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 fun wheel, which I, I think has a new name. Uh, California Screaming. I'll say it for you because I know that's what you guys continue to call it, the Incredicoaster. Um, but I mean, I, got, I the biggest hit for me, uh, two things that just left me, and I think this is true of everybody that goes into uh, DCA, is one World of Color was an amazing show. I mean, just the visuals. I, I like the music because we used to play the the soundtrack on Magical Moss Radio, and I'd never seen the show, but I liked it because it was a good compilation of you know the, kind of the 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 age of Disney movies that I grew up with, with like Page, you know, kind of like 10, 15 years ago. So I like those those songs, but I mean we we got there and we were we were literally standing on the rail for the show. So we had per, again thanks to Elizabeth very aggressive in getting our spots. This is where we were aggressive. We got those spots because we had the virtual queue. We waited a long time as the virtual queue opened up. We got right on the rail and the lady told us you're going to get wet. We didn't really get wet. We were fine. We didn't, didn't get, get wet. wet. Yeah, yeah, like we caught a little mist. Yeah, a little mist. We got lucky with the wind that night. You yeah, know, we if it was a windy night. We might have gotten. Sick, yeah, I mean, it, I was expecting to be drowned, and we didn't get hardly wet at all. Yeah. But we were right there. I mean, but God, the colors that they do with these this water like i talked about this i mean the water tubes were so vibrant and i mean it wasn't just like for five feet up in the air i mean you're talking maybe 120 feet up in the air you would still have a column of purple that was just i mean like a marker it was it was magical and the way they danced and moved around like i never once thought they should have fireworks you know like at first i thought oh it's gonna be lacking because it's not a fireworks show but it was just with the screens and the water in the the emotional music and the clips. It, I love this show, and I there think is too. Fire, amazing, though. There is not fire, fire, yeah, right. there is fire. That's yeah. true. But also the background with the coaster back there, the Ferris wheel, and Mickey yeah. on. I mean, it's just you took some stunning pictures yeah. that are on Instagram. Yeah, I was gonna, just, yeah, yeah. So great. the lighting package is so great. Like I like that you mentioned the coaster too. Like it, and it's yeah, it's just everything on that pier is like lit up to like you know be themed to the show. But you could be the worst photographer and you can get good shots. Like they do you a big favor by by that lighting <laughs> package. It, and it's so much fun to take photos. Like I know we all like after the show ended because we saw the second showing. So you can hang out a little bit. They don't really force you out that quickly. And we just stood there for like, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes doing selfies, getting like boomerangs and reels yeah, and all yeah. that. Like it, it is just really fun to take photos of that area. That's one of my favorite things to do. So the other thing is just Radiator Springs, you know, Cars Land. I mean, I, I I kept talking to my wife about this, Pam, you know, because we are from St. Louis and Route 66 goes through St. Louis, Sunset Hills down kind of a little bit south of us. Uh, they still have some of these old motels that used to be right on Route 66. Uh, Coral Gables is one of them. And um, it's just uh, like. I, I, I did like the Cars movie, and I used to play this Cars video game over and over. I told a story about it on Sunday Night Show, so you can check that out on yesterday's replay of that show. But, I mean, I, it's, my brain is still having a hard time processing that we were walking through a physical environment because it looked so much like this movie that I'd seen on TV. I mean, it was it was so spot on, it, it shocked me. And I'd seen the pictures for a decade. Like, I'd seen these pictures... For a decade, and I was kind of prepared for it. And then when I got in there, I, I can't believe how well, even like the the pavement, you know, I mean, like the little things, like the tables, like the little cones that were over by the cozy cone that they made into planters. I mean, just 
the detail in this area. This is this is by far my favorite land of any Disney land they've put together, and I'm including Galaxy's Edge. And I was a, I'm a huge Galaxy's Edge fan, but it is just shockingly spot on. I don't know how you feel about Cars Land, but I mean, this is my jam. And the attractions are awesome too. But I mean, just overall, just walking through it, ugh, it's unreal. It takes my breath away, and I've been there several times, and it it takes my breath away every time I walk through it. When you cut that left, like did you see like the billboard sign, which we took some great photos there with a PhotoPass photographer. But you make that left as you're walking in to the billboard, and then like that view of like the mountains and Radiator Springs, you see the traffic light, you know, blinking yellow, yep, yep. And, and then you see flows to your left, to your right. You got the cozy cone, like everything, and then the cars are going around. You got the the vehicles are even driving around. Like you feel like you are in Radiator Springs more than any other land I've ever been in. And then I don't I, I love it when you go down the street, you make that hard right to the attraction. And then like you're in that queue and then you're looking at the mountains, you hear the cars going around and rumbling, vroom, vroom, vroom. Like I just, I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah. in a movie, Mike, and more than any other land. And I just, I could, I could just spend hours in there. And you talked about it on the live show. Like this, you want to talk about it again today, like for other listeners, but like the sunset, like the, what they do with Shaboom at night is when the, when it hits the sunset, you know, they, they, the neon turns on and it's like staggered how they do it. And it's just one of the coolest things I've ever seen too. And that's just another extra Disney touch that they didn't have to do, but they do it. Yeah. If you were there and you miss the Shaboom thing, which you just got to be there around sunset. So be, you know, get there, make sure you're in cars land 15 minutes before sunset and just linger. Cause it is, it's, I mean, this land is stunning during the day, but I mean, when those neon, when that neon turns on, it is incredible. I mean, and everybody's like, Oh, I mean, it, it's that cool. I mean, so you got to get there and then it just gets dark quick in Southern California once, you know, and then this, the whole land just lights up. I mean, it is, it, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You got to see it. I mean, you can't even hardly describe it. It is amazing. And then yeah. the thing is too, like, right. I love Radiator Springs. You're right. You told me this. You're like, once you do Radiator Springs racers, it's going to ruin you for test track. And it did. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you what, like, I like test track, but it is so ruined because that ride was so fun with all the the story, you know, and like the characters yeah. coming out at you, you know, your tractor tipping yeah. and then you're racing another car. And Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. When we first got on it with you, like I said, like, Liz, Liz says something about when we get inside and you're like, whoa, wait a second. This car, I, this, I this ride goes inside. I thought it was just going to be yeah. outside because so much is outside in California. Yeah. And so we yeah. did that. And yeah, was- I have a question for you because I don't even know the answer. So we because you wrote it a second time, like we we both wrote it twice, but we did it once with our families and one as a group. So there's a spot in that attraction where you kind of split off before you do the race. Did you get the other side no, um, with your got, family? We got the same. We got the, the spray oh, paint. I know we got it. We got, what's his name? Ramon. He spray painted us yeah. twice. I know. So you get, didn't, so you didn't get the tire change. Nah, see, I knew that's side. what it was because I've been listening ever since I got home. I've been listening to the Disneyland uh, album, which I sent you uh, last night via yeah. text, uh, which is on Apple music. And that's the, that's the side that's on that, that cut for radiator Springs. It's the tires. It's Luigi. You needed some tires for the race. And so I'm like, Oh, that's yeah. the other side. <laughs> it's kind of cool yeah because like you can you know how you would change a tire ironically you know about tire changes recently yeah they kind of like jack up the car and then like you can like feel like the car like being slanted one way it, it's a pretty cool experience i just gotta go back yeah. but you'll do it next time you'll yeah, do it exactly. next time but here's the thing like the minor attractions like the 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 mater's uh junkyard jamboree that was a hoot and then actually my, this was a blast was that um 
the Ouija's, Ouija's. Uh, ro- rock and, rock and ro- roll ro- roadsters yeah. or whatever. We did that. And it's that ride might be as fun to watch as it is to, to participate in and be in the car because how at the very end, they all these little cute little Italian cars get in sync and they do this little dance. I, I made a little video on Instagram again, so check it out on my Instagram account. But like you told me that the, the locals have a thing where at the very end when they spin, all the locals put their hands up. So I, you know, of course we had our hands up at the yeah. end, like we were locals and it just made you feel like you were part of something. I, that was a cute attraction. That is a hit. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Such a huge, such a cute area. I mean, we could spend a whole episode just talking about you because you've done this, like being stuck in Tomorrowland. Yeah, like, well, totally. Imagine oh, being stuck are. in Radiator Springs. We are going to We're doing that. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, but so. uh, I mean, there's so many other grades. So for me, um, the Avengers Campus. So they had like uh, like the tower, like the Guardians was there and stuff. But this Avengers Campus is kind of newer for me. And you kind of talked about this. Like I know you're not really into like the Marvel movies and all that, but like I think that area is so cool because you're just walking around and then, you, boom, Spider Man's flying like 20 <laughs> feet in the air. They yeah, do some is. crazy stuff, and then Iron Man's like just hanging out. And like I just thought that area was so cool. I did do the new attraction. Not my favorite. Um, I was hoping for like being like a new ride, you know, it'd be like, with, I mean, it did have some cool technology, but it just felt like a, a weaker version of Toy Story Mania, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but it's still cool to have like new offerings and new things to do, do in that park. But uh, Mission Breakout. So you're talking real you. quick. You're talking Web Slingers yeah. on that attraction. I was talking about Web Slingers. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was talking about Web Slingers. Has some, it's the newer attraction there. It's fun. Uh, but as you saw, like the, the lines are like 60 to 80 minutes, yeah. 90 minutes, like that whole, whole week we were there and already had the pot, had to pay to do the um, individual lightning lane. My family did wait to do it cause it was new. We wanted to try it and yeah, it was, it, it, it was a fine addition, but just not my favorite thing, but my favorite thing in the area is mission breakout, the guardians. Um, hilarious. And even, yeah, you want to talk about it a little bit? What were your thoughts on No, I, I liked it. I mean, because, again, coming off of uh, Cosmic Rewind in Florida, I, I kind of knew the characters now. I knew Rocket was uh, going to be funny, and he was kind of the central character of this attraction. And, of course, having done Tower of Terror countless times, not a huge Tower fan, but I'll do it once a trip down at World. And this was fun because it gave a new story to an old attraction that I was familiar with. But the music, again, added a lot of, of, of a fun element to it. And, of course, the antics that are going on. And you see, I don't know, Peter Quill or whatever guy get his, you know, his, yeah. you see him getting his Walkman and all that. You know, all those nods to the 80s that I enjoy and stuff like that, even though I don't really know the story. It was just fun. And actually, part of, you know, I'd say 50% of the fun was just the queue and the pre-ride experience. You know, the pre-drop shoot stuff. You know, just looking around right. and, you know, seeing the Yeti, because you pointed that out. That's the original Yeti, and you know, this collector collected that. And, you know, it was all that stuff. So it's, you know, the, again, there's so many details to take in even before you actually get into the vehicle on all these attractions out there. Yeah. And not to hit so heavy on DCA, because I've said, I think I surprised you when I said this, that it's probably my favorite park uh, out of the six domestic parks. I mean, and that can always change, right? It kind of depends on your mood, but I always think about that park and like how much I love it. But like, we went to that. We went to Turtle Talk with Crush and had like the greatest time yes. in there. They have they have actual seating in there, which yeah. like with a with a back. Um, it felt more like a theater. Like that was so awesome. I know you all did um, fill our magic. Like yep. there's so many. Like it's not just the roller coaster or, or Radiator Springs. There's all these like smaller fun attractions too that really just make that park so magical and so many things to do there. You can spend 
days there for sure. And a sleeper hit that we really like, our family, at least Pam uh, and, and Mallory and I, that we I had never really heard mentioned really ever at DCA was that Mike and Sully to the rescue. Little, right. it's, it's a little Monsters, Inc. dark ride. And now see, Mallory loved Monsters, Inc. growing up. And so this is tucked away back in that far corner of the park, back behind PhilharMagic. And we did this, and we're like, that's a great ride. We ended up doing this ride twice. And there's no weight, really, for it, hardly at all. Yeah. And it was just, it's a cute little dark ride for Monsters, Inc. We love that. We never hear about it. It's so about awesome. It. It's it got fun. the, got great animatronics. Yeah. It's a funny story it's telling. Like, yeah. It's just kind of, like, tucked away. Like, you don't. You don't really think about it, like unless if you're looking at a park man, like it's really hard to kind of find sometimes. And that's what I love. Like, um, what was surprised me though, like so they have like the um the little mermaid, right? Which I don't know if you all did that while you were there no, without we us, it. but yeah. it's basically the same exact thing that you see at Magic Kingdom. But that had like a wait of like 45 minutes consistently, which kind of blew my mind, you yeah. know, like I'd rather spend like 30 extra minutes waiting for Radiator Springs and then they do the mermaid attraction, but well, but there's so many things to do there. Like you're talking about the original version of DCA, like where it had like superstar limo. Like, I mean, I never visited them, but like I've heard the horror stories about how terrible that park is. And you think about how the 2.0 version is now. It's just, it's unbelievable how much that, that theme park has flipped around. And it's one of the best, my favorite Disney park. It really is. So we are running long, but we still have so much more to talk about. So we'll pick we haven't about up. food. I know we haven't talked about, we did, you know, the Monte Cristos and hurricanes at blue Bayou. We did uh, the Plaza. We did uh, storytellers. We did the main street electrical uh, parade dining uh, package. So we got a front row seat for that. We also saw Fantasmic from Frontierland, which was amazing. I mean, we did a lot of other stuff, but I don't want to make the show too long. So we'll do a part two of this show coming up very soon. So don't worry about that. But I just don't want to take, you know, I just don't want to make these shows like two, two hour like epics for you. So don't worry. I, I love talking about Disneyland. Scott is in, in the live show or in the live chat right now. He, he has one question. I close on this. And he says, you know, Mike, you get Disneyland or, uh, you get Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Pick one park only. And it, for me right now, and again, recency bias, but I don't think this is going to change. If I had to pick one theme park, Disneyland is by far, by far my favorite theme park. If, like if I had to pick a theme park to go have fun in, there's just so much happening in Disneyland. I mean, they have a nighttime parade and you can watch a nighttime parade and fireworks and Fantasmic in the same park on a night. And I mean, they have great snacks and they have all these attractions. Indiana Jones. That was an amazing ride. The Jungle Cruise. We ate Tiki Room. We Tiki Room while eating Dole Whips while we're sitting in the Tiki Room. I mean, it's Disneyland's awesome. I mean, I, I, again, I'm kicking myself that it took me so long to get out there. I'm so stupid. I need to, why did I wait so long? It was so fun. So anyway, we'll talk more about this. I hope you enjoyed this. I mean, it was all over the place again, but. You know, and again, I know you can stay at Good Neighbor Hotels, and you've done that many times. I really enjoyed my time at the Disneyland Hotel. I don't know if it'll, if I can, you know, swing this financially to make that happen every time. This was a very special trip, so I did kind of, you know, put off some other things so that we could make this happen. But man, was it cool to be able to walk to those parks and stay at the, in the history of the Disneyland Hotel and get to see the. Hi I felt the history everywhere I stepped at this place. I mean, I, right. I don't know if you still feel it, but I mean, I, I just felt like I was walking in it. Like when I, I intentionally, I mean, this was an intentional thing. When I was walking down Main Street, I walked down the middle of the train tracks so I could literally walk down the middle of Main Street. I was walking I between love the that. train tracks. Yeah, it was that crazy. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, you do feel the history. Like, 
there's and there's so much history to explore we didn't even explore all the history that's that's the thing and then like another question i know we're going super long but like you get you hear this thought like oh i can do disneyland in two days you know i can park hop and do everything in two days and you certainly can do that but i just want to soak it up i want to go explore more and like go in depth, go deep into gift shops, like mm -hmm. just look at everything. And that's why I like being there for like five or six days because I just like to just soak it all in, sit on a bench for a couple hours with the ice cream and just, just watch the stage shows and people walking by, take a main street vehicle. Like there's so much to do and so much downtime you can have at Disneyland that just makes it so magical. And I'll just kind of end it with that for today. Yeah, I still didn't get to, we didn't go to Tom Sawyer Island. We didn't do the Mark Twain. We didn't do the uh, Columbia sailing ship. We didn't do the canoes. And I mean, there's so much that I didn't get to do. I mean, and we were there for five days because I didn't want to just make it a checklist. You know, I, I, I immediately knew we were going to be back. Like I immediately knew like this is <laughs> happening again. Don't try to get everything done. Enjoy the stuff you're doing. Slow down have that ice cream sit on the curb watch a parade you know and that's what we did so that was kind of it so uh again i hope you enjoyed this little brief uh review of well not so brief but a review of our trip and we'll you know cover some more of the stuff we did like the dining the special events as we go over the next couple of weeks but scott thanks for hanging out with me and thanks for a great vacation you were a great host and uh, showed us around and really made this vacation all the more fun for my family so thanks so much well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you letting me uh, crash it. Um, when you told me that you were booking this, I was on the fence. I was at a springtime surprise, I think, is when it happened. You sent me the text. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be jealous. You go have fun. And you're like, you should join us. Yes. I'm like, are you sure I can join you? And then what, what did it take me, like 48 hours to finally book it? I appreciate the invite. And we were talking about it the other day, me and my family, like, we just, like, it's been a while since it was like just our group, you know, my family and your family. We missed Paige, obviously, yep. but uh, like Mallory and Emily got along so great. It was great seeing Pam. I hadn't seen Pam like a, a year, it felt like, you know. Um, I just felt like the family dynamic was great and I just loved hanging out. And there wasn't a better place to do that, either Cruise Line or Disneyland. Those are the best places That's to right. hang out. And yeah. I'm glad we got to do it. That's exactly right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today and being a part of the squad here as we uh, rolled you through a Friday or over the weekend as you're walking the dog, doing the dishes, or maybe going for a run. We always appreciate you downloading the show, and we hope that you put a we put a smile on your face, you know, maybe brought back some great memories of your Disneyland vacations. And if you've never gone, I'm telling you, and I'm not just saying this is a travel age, I'm saying this is a Disney fan. you got to get out there. Whether you book with the, the Magic for Less or not, get out to Disneyland. You owe it to yourself. I always said I'm going to be disappointed. It's going to be small. I'm going to get there and be like, oh, it's not Walt Disney World. It's not. But it's it's such a different experience, and it's awesome. So just do yourself a favor. Don't do don't be Mike. Don't wait don't wait 15 years to make it happen. Get out there. Give it a shot. But anyway, the Magic for Less sponsors us. We'd love to help you plan a Disneyland trip, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney. You know what to do. Just swing by themagicforless.com. Fill out that quote for mention the show, and we'll be working together. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible. You let us put the show out three to four times all around the world. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, please come on over to Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Again, you want to see all the pictures that went along with this amazing vacation? Look on Instagram. Look for the hashtag B-O-G-P at D-L. They're all right there. You can follow Scott at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike, both on Instagram and Twitter. And you can join us this Sunday night, a couple of nights from now, 
We'll be taking your calls. So if you have any specific questions about Disneyland, about cruise, anything you want to talk about, anything that's in the news, we love taking your calls. So join us this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We're live on Facebook and YouTube, your preference, and uh, be a part of the show. We'd love to have you join us there. So until we get back together again this weekend, you guys have a great Friday and an awesome weekend. So for Scott, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Friday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.